0: Would you pray with me this morning, please? Lord, we uh, are here today because your grace, your grace has led us to have faith and your grace has led us to understand that even when we are going through difficult times, it can be well with our soul. So we pray this morning for Penny Howard. Lord, we pray especially today for those who Are experiencing homelessness all across our nation. God, we are in the middle of a a real cold snap. And there are people who do not have homes, and we pray, Lord, that they would be safe, that they would find some type of shelter, and that they would survive these days. Lord, we lift up those who are struggling with COVID, who have family members who are struggling with COVID. We pray for Janice and Levi and for Mia, for MJ, Jeff, and Kelsey, and for all of those who we don't uh, know about but that we know need your extra measure of grace today. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. There are a couple of passages of scripture that I want to read to you this morning. We have been talking about this idea that our church has a vision. That we have a place that we're going, that we're working towards, and so we want to be a church that is... Do we have that slide, Grayson? We may or may not have it. Uh, It's going to be the vision statement slide. Yep, there it is. Thank you. So we want to be a, a community stirred by the grace of God. So we're going to talk about grace a lot because our mission is to point people to the grace of God found in Jesus Christ. So we want to grow into a community that's stirred by the grace of God to be active in inspirational worship, to practice radical inclusion, and to alleviate suffering. And I talked last week about alleviating suffering, the week prior to that about radical inclusion, and today I want to talk about what it looks like to be a participant in inspirational worship, So this morning, you've been hearing all of the different singers and musicians on stage, uh, singers are musicians, all of the different musicians on stage, share stories behind the songs that speak to them the most. And I want to read to you a few passages of Scripture that are specifically about worship, that come one comes from one of the Old Testament prophets, and then one of them comes from Jesus. So the first one I want to read to you is found in the book of Amos. Amos chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, and then I'm going to skip to 21 through 45. Now, if you are a person who attends the pastor's Bible study on Tuesday nights, you know how much I love the prophets. Mostly, uh, I love how bold they are, but I also love uh, the, the way that they speak in poetry, basically. So this is uh, Amos chapter 5, starting with verse 14. Seek good and not evil, that you may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, will be with you, just as you have said. Hate evil, and love good, and establish justice in the gate. It may be that the Lord, the God of hosts, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. I hate And righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. And then Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 9. The Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem, and they said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands before they eat. He answered them, And why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever speaks evil of father and mother must surely die. But you say that whoever tells father or mother, whatever support you might have had from me is given to God, then that person need not honor the father. So for the sake of your tradition, you make void the word of God. You hypocrites. Isaiah prophesied rightly about you when he said This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Both Jesus and Amos are speaking prophecy in these passages. The prophets aren't always talking about uh, foreseeing the future. Oftentimes, in fact, By far, the majority of time, they are doing what we call forth-telling prophecy, where they're talking about, this is what's happening in the world around us, and I'm addressing that for you. And if you don't correct these problems, there will be consequences due to your actions. Now, it's not God punishing, so to speak. It's God allowing us to live with the consequences of our actions, What was going on in both Amos and in this passage with Jesus' confrontation with the Pharisees (laughs) is that both men, Jesus and Amos, were talking to a group of people who were, quote-unquote, worshiping God. They were following their traditions. They were doing all of the things that they thought they needed to do. But they had forgotten the main role of worship, is that worship should be inspiring for us to go out and live in the way of Jesus. So when Mike talks about this idea that in his favorite hymn, How Great Thou Art, he can see God in the big grand things and he can see God in the small kind of minute details and he senses the presence of God in a personal relationship, that should inspire, and I happen to know it does in Mike's case, that should inspire him to go and live in that grace and to point people towards that grace that he has found through God and Jesus. When we sing a song like, It is well with my soul, a song like that should inspire us, and I'm sure that it does, Fran, inspire her. Her worship is inspiring to herself even in that when she's struggling and when she's having difficult times, she can remember that the grace of God is with her and helps her find peace for her soul. Now, I don't know about you, Fran, but sometimes that's easier said than done for me. And when we're seeing something like, I'm coming back to the heart of worship, that is a response, that is an inspired response to the fact that sometimes we make church and sometimes we make worship and sometimes we make our life about us and bigger than, like we inflate ourselves instead of using our lives to magnify God. And so we want to come back to the heart of worship and have it be inspired. The way that I define worship is responding to the greatness and glory of God. Worship for me is when I respond to the greatness and glory of God. And so when I recognize God doing great things, I feel drawn to praise God and to worship God in some way. And my biggest hope is that in my praising and in my worshiping of God, I am going to point people to the grace of God also. Several years ago, and I know I've told this story, my friend, Ron Sanders and his son Sam and I went fishing at Lake Tarmigan at thirteen thousand feet in southern Colorado. And as we got to the lake that sits at thirteen—I mean twelve thousand feet—I walked over a rise where I could look down on the lake. It was surrounded by thirteen thousand foot peaks, and in the distance behind it, I could see fourteen thousand foot peaks. And I literally was watching mountain goats play on the the peak of one of those mountains, and I was moved. I was moved to tears. And so the three of us got together, and we put our arms around one another, and we prayed a prayer to God, thanking God for the moment and the grandeur and how we as just regular, everyday people get to experience that we were responding to the greatness and glory of God i could have just seen it recognized it and kept walking but what we want to do to live into our vision is to of, and our mission of pointing people to the grace of God is allowing our worship to inspire us to live Because we don't want for God to say, I don't want to hear any more of your songs. I don't want any more of your offerings. I don't want any of that stuff. We want for God to hear it and be glad in it because he's seeing that the bigger issues of justice and righteousness are flowing out of our lives in response to the greatness and glory of God. And therefore, our songs are another response to that as well. I don't want for us to end up being so focused on what we think of as worship to miss the bigger parts about living in right relationship with God. One of the things I love about this church is that I get to know the people who stand up here on Sunday mornings or sit back there and play drums on Sunday mornings. And what I know about them, through, especially during this pandemic of us kind of being an isolated little group on Sunday mornings, is that they have a real and deep passion for God. And their passion for God is what stirs them to worship God and hopefully inspire you to worship God as well. My hope this morning and my hope through the rest of this week, and my hope through the rest of the years of our lives, is that we are responding to the greatness and glory of God in every single thing that we do. In the name of our Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer.